Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 3, Texts 6 through 15. Text 6. First of all, in the beginning of creation, there were four unmarried sons of Brahma, the Kumaras, who, being situated in a vow of celibacy, underwent severe austerities for realization of the absolute truth. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. The creation of the material world is effected, maintained, and then again annihilated at certain intervals. So there are different names of the creations in terms of the particular types of Brahma, the father of the living beings in the creation. The Kumaras, as above mentioned, appeared in the Kumara creation of the material world. And to teach us the process of Brahman realization, they underwent a severe type of disciplinary action as bachelors. These Komaras are empowered incarnations. And before executing this severe type of disciplinary actions, all of them became qualified Brahmins. This example suggests that one must first acquire the qualification of a Brahmin, not simply by birth, but also by quality, and then one can undergo the process of Brahman realization. Text 7. The supreme enjoyer of all sacrifices accepted the incarnation of a boar, the second incarnation, and for the welfare of the earth, he lifted the earth from the nether regions of the universe. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The indication is that for each and every incarnation of the personality of Godhead, the particular function executed is also mentioned. There cannot be any incarnation without a particular function, and such functions are always extraordinary. They are impossible for any living being to perform. The incarnation of the boar was to take the earth out of Pluto's region of filthy matter. Picking up something from a filthy place is done by a boar and the all-powerful personality of Godhead displayed this wonder to the Asuras, who had hidden the earth in such a filthy place. There is nothing impossible for the personality of Godhead, and although he played the part of a boar, by the devotees he is worshipped, staying always in transcendence. Text 8. In the millennium of the Rishis, the Personality of Godhead accepted the third empowered incarnation in the form of Devarshi Narada, who was a great sage amongst the demigods. He collected expositions of the Vedas which deal with devotional service, 
and which inspire non-fruitive action. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The great Rishi, Narada, who is an empowered incarnation of the Personality of Godhead, propagates devotional service all over the universe. All great devotees of the Lord all over the universe and in different planets and species of life are his disciples. Srila Vyasadeva, the compiler of Srimad Bhagavatam, is also one of his disciples. Narada is the author of Narada Pancharatra, which is the exposition of the Vedas particularly for the devotional service of the Lord. The Narada Pancharatra trains the karmis, or fruitive workers, to achieve liberation from the bondage of fruitive work. The conditioned souls are mostly attracted by fruitive work because they want to enjoy life by the sweat of their own brows. The whole universe is full of fruitive workers in all species of life. The fruitive works include all kinds of economic development plans, but the law of nature provides that every action has its resultant reaction, and the performer of the work is bound by such reactions, good or bad. The reaction of good work is comparative material prosperity, whereas the reaction of bad work is comparative material distress. But material conditions, either in so-called happiness or in so-called distress, are all meant, ultimately, for distress only. Foolish materialists have no information of how to obtain eternal happiness in the unconditional state. Sri Narada informs these foolish fruitive workers how to realize the reality of happiness. He gives directions to the distressed men of the world how one's present engagement can lead one on the path of spiritual emancipation. The physician directs the patient to take treated milk in the form of curd for his sufferings from indigestion due to his taking another milk preparation. So the cause of the disease and the remedy of the disease may be the same, but it must be treated by an expert physician like Narada. The Bhagavad Gita also gives the same solution of serving the Lord by the fruit of one's labor. That will lead one on the path of Naishkarmya, or liberation. Text 9 In the fourth incarnation, the Lord became Nara and Numayan, the twin sons of the wife of King Dharma. Thus he undertook severe and exemplary penances to control the senses. Purport by Srila Prabhupada As King Rishab advised his sons, tapasya, or voluntary acceptance of penance for realization of transcendence, is the only duty of the human being. It was so done by the Lord himself in an exemplary manner to teach us. The Lord is very kind to the forgetful souls. He therefore comes himself and leaves behind necessary instructions 
and also sends his good sons as representatives to call all the conditioned souls back to Godhead. Recently, within the memory of everyone, Lord Chaitanya also appeared for the same purpose, to show special favor to the fallen souls of this age of iron industry. The incarnation of Narayan is worshipped still at Badri Narayan on the range of the Himalayas. Text 10 The fifth incarnation, named Lord Kapila, is foremost among perfected beings. He gave an exposition of the creative elements and metaphysics to Asuri Brahman, for in the course of time this knowledge had been lost. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The sum total of the creative elements is 24 in all. Each and every one of them is explicitly explained in the system of Sankhya philosophy. Sankhya philosophy is generally called metaphysics by the European scholars. The etymological meaning of Sankhya is that which explains very lucidly by analysis of the material elements. This was done for the first time by Lord Kapila, who is said herein to be the fifth in the line of incarnations. Text 11. The sixth incarnation of the Purusha was the son of the sage Atri. He was born from the womb of Anasuya, who prayed for an incarnation. He spoke on the subject of transcendence to Alarka, Prahlad, and others, Yadu, Haihaya, etc. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Lord incarnated himself as Dattatreya, the son of Rishi Atri and Anasuya. The history of the birth of Dattatreya as an incarnation of the Lord is mentioned in the Brahmanda Purana in connection with the story of the devoted wife. It is said there that Anasuya, the wife of Rishi Atri, prayed before the Lords Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva as follows. My Lords, if you are pleased with me, and if you desire me to ask from you some sort of blessings, then I pray that you combine together to become my son. This was accepted by the Lords, and as Dattatreya, the Lord expounded the philosophy of the spirit soul and especially instructed Alarka, Prahlad, Yadu, Haihaya, etc. Text 12. The seventh incarnation was Yagya, the son of Prajapati Ruchi and his wife Akuti. He controlled the period during the change of the Swayambhuvamanu and was assisted by demigods such as his son, Yama. Report by Srila Prabhupada. 
The administrative posts occupied by the demigods for maintaining the regulations of the material world are offered to the highly elevated, pious living beings. When there is a scarcity of such pious living beings, the Lord incarnates himself as Brahma, Prajapati, Indra, etc., and takes up the charge. During the period of Svayambhuvamanu, the present period is of Vaivasvatamanu, there was no suitable living being who could occupate the post of Indra, the king of Indraloka, the heavenly planet. The Lord himself at that time became Indra. Assisted by his own sons, like Yama and other demigods, Lord Yagya ruled the administration of the universal affairs. Text 13. The eighth incarnation was King Rishabha, son of King Nabi and his wife Marudevi. In this incarnation, the Lord showed the path of perfection, which is followed by those who have fully controlled their senses and who are honored by all orders of life. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The society of human beings is naturally divided into eight by orders and statuses of life, the four divisions of occupation, and four divisions of cultural advancement. The intelligent class, the administrative class, the productive class, and the laborer class are the four divisions of occupation. And the student life, the householder's life, Retired life and renounced life are the four statuses of cultural advancement toward the path of spiritual realization. Out of these, the renounced order of life, or the order of sannyas, is considered the highest of all, and a sannyasi is constitutionally the spiritual master for all the other orders and divisions. In the sannyas order also, there are four stages of upliftment toward perfection. These stages are called Kutichak, Bahudak, Parivajakacharya, and Paramahamsa. The Paramahamsa stage of life is the highest stage of perfection. This order of life is respected by all others. Maharaj Rishabha, the son of King Nabi and Meru Devi, was an incarnation of the Lord, and he instructed his sons to follow the path of perfection by tapasya which sanctifies one's existence and enables one to attain the stage of spiritual happiness, which is eternal and ever-increasing. Every living being is searching after happiness, but no one knows where eternal and unlimited happiness is obtainable. Foolish men seek after material sense pleasure as a substitute for real happiness, but such foolish men forget that temporary so-called happiness derived from sense pleasures, is also enjoyed by the dogs and hogs. No animal, bird, or beast is bereft of this sense pleasure. In every species of life, including the human form of life, such happiness is immensely obtainable. The human form of life, however, is not meant for such cheap happiness. 
The human life is meant for attaining eternal and unlimited happiness by spiritual realization. This spiritual realization is obtained by tapasya, or undergoing voluntarily the path of penance and abstinence from material pleasure. Those who have been trained for abstinence in material pleasures are called dhira, or men undisturbed by the senses. Only these dhiras can accept the order of sannyas, and they can gradually rise to the status of the paramahamsa, which is adored by all members of society. King Rishabha propagated this mission, and at the last stage he became completely aloof from the material bodily needs, which is a rare stage, not to be imitated by foolish men, but to be worshipped by all. Text 14. O Brahmins, in the ninth incarnation, the Lord, prayed for by sages, accepted the body of a king, Pritu, who cultivated the land to yield various produce, and for that reason the earth was beautiful and attractive. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Before the advent of King Pritu, there was great havoc and maladministration due to the vicious life of the previous king, the father of Maharaj Pritu. The intelligent class of men, namely the sages and Brahmins, not only prayed for the Lord to come down, but also dethroned the previous king. It is the duty of the king to be pious and thus look after the all-around welfare of the citizens. Whenever there is some negligence on the part of the king in discharging his duty, the intelligent class of men must dethrone him. The intelligent class of men, however, do not occupy the royal throne because they have much more important duties for the welfare of the public. Instead of occupying the royal throne, they prayed for the incarnation of the Lord, and the Lord came as Maharaj Pritu. Real intelligent men, or qualified Brahmins, never aspire for political posts. Maharaj Pritu excavated many produces from the earth, and thus not only did the citizens become happy to have such a good king, but the complete sight of the earth also became beautiful and attractive. Text 15. When there was a complete inundation after the period of the Chakshushamanu, and the whole world was deep within water, the Lord accepted the form of a fish and protected Vaivashvatamanu, keeping him up on a boat. Purport by Srila Prabhupada According to Sripad Sridhar Swami, the original commentator on the Bhagavatam, there is not always a devastation after the change of every Manu. And yet, this inundation, after the period of Chakshusha Manu, took place in order to show some wonders to Satyavrata. But Sri Jiva Goswami has given definite proofs from authoritative scriptures, like the Vishnu Damotara, Markandeya Purana, 
Harivamsa, etc. That there is always a devastation after the end of each and every Manu. Srila Viswanath Chakravarti has also supported Srila Jiva Goswami, and he, Sri Chakravarti, has also quoted from the Bhagavatamrita about this inundation after each Manu. Apart from this, the Lord, in order to show special favor to Satyavrata, a devotee of the Lord, in this particular period, incarnated himself 